I promised Burkhart I would keep you safe, and safe is where I'll keep you. It's a random tree beard reference for all you Lord of the Rings grim crossover fans, because today we're talking about Tree People, the season six episode on AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's the last season. I'm going to keep getting as dumb with these openings <laughs> as I possibly can. And Yell's not here, oh, so yeah. I can get extra dumb. No one's going to stop you. Yeah. Not that she would. She'd encourage <laughs> it, if anything. She'd be like, ugh, get out, get out. Uh, but welcome once again to After Buzz TV's Grim After Show, everyone. Uh... Tree people. <laughs> yep, <laughs> they're a thing. The episode. Uh, I'm your host Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. I've got Tori J. Tori J. Miller here. <laughs> yep, Tori J. Miller. You can find me at Tori J. T e r i j a y. You can also find me here in the chat. I will be reading you. Yep, that's it. Uh, Yell Teagle <laughs> is uh, at Clexicon this weekend. Yes. Um, so she was unable to. She's unable to join us, uh, though I'm sure she has many opinions about the episode. Um, you can find. You can tweet her to find out her opinions at Yell Teagle. Y a e l t y g i e l. Yeah. Yes, I got it. You can also find her at Yell TV, uh, etc. <laughs> I like this voice <laughs> that is like your version of Yell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I'm sure she will appreciate when she appreciates when she listens. Oh yeah. To this. It's gonna be great. Uh, let's start off with the quote. In the morning, glad I see my foe outstretched beneath a tree. It's like super not ominous, so it's like really <laughs> hard to make. Um, but uh, thank you to Alicia Perez uh, oh, yeah. who sent it, sent us the uh, the full poem by uh, William Blake on Twitter at uh, Billy Jean Girl eighteen. I was angry with my friend. I told my wrath. My wrath did end. I was angry with my foe. I told it not. My wrath did grow. And there's <laughs> a lot more. Um, but the whole uh, bottom of that paragraph, uh, the bottom of the poem is. And into my garden stole when the night had veiled the pole. In the morning, glad I see my foe outstretched beneath a tree. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, you, I guess if your foe is outstretched beneath this tree, he's probably dead. I would imagine so. That's yeah. how I. That's how I thought about it when I read it. Was that like essentially you're walking up and the person is basically about to be buried beneath that tree yeah 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 so yeah and i I think it it really fits to this this week's today's episode it really fits today's episode um what with a tree that eats people yeah uh oh that tree does eat people um but a a, uh a uh, kenosha moby Uh uh-huh i'm pretty sure i nailed that one uh, I didn't copy down the second one. Uh, so, Grimaniac, I know you're in the chat with us. Uh, hit us up with what What was the actual tree called? Because uh, that's what I forgot to write down. The Oh, the tree was called, sorry, uh, Grimaniac, but uh, it was the Juboko. The Juboko tree. Yes. Okay. So it was the Juboko and then the uh, Kinshom... <laughs> yep. Um, Kino Shinome. 
Kenosha, Kenosha Moby. I, I, yeah, Kenosha I, I did it phonetically Shimobi. in my notes. So, yeah. So that's what I usually do. It just doesn't always help. <laughs> uh, the Juboko, according yes. to Romania. Juboko. Juboko. Oh, you uh, look. Get out of the chat. <laughs> oh, that's yell, yelling <laughs> yes. at me. The, uh, see, Tari is just a uh, an avatar yes. for either Dylan and or yell to utilize yeah. At their discretion. Hey, I'm in here too. This, yeah. is, this is Dylan. Hey. <laughs> Being Tari Miller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's jump into this episode. Let's start with the uh, the Vessin of the week, even though it's not really a Vessin per se. I don't know. What do you think? Is this a Vessin? Because um, we never see a human form. Right. I don't think it's a Vessin. It's more of like a, a, a nature spirit. Like closer to the golem. Right. So, I mean, because like in the... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The, uh, the old Grimm's journal, like, it doesn't have a human form. They've never seen it vogue. Um, and, like, in nature, like, it has that symbiotic relationship, which, which isn't something that, like, is found in most Vessin. As a Vessin zoologist, uh, <laughs> you don't find this in many Vessin. All right. <laughs> yes. Um, uh um, but yeah, we've, I mean, we've had a few of these. Um, so I like that they're going into that. Again, like, as much as I, I want to just get back to just straight serialized storytelling, like, these are cool monsters we're creating. Yeah. Um, it's like we open with the hunters who are poaching deer out in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, drinking and driving. Yeah. And shooting deer. Um, as you do. <laughs> well, as, yes, Portland. as one does. Uh, Zach, as a, as a white person... Um, how do you feel about these negative depictions nervous. of white people? Uh, these guys are assholes? <laughs> Great. Cool. Chat, how do you feel about <laughs> negative depictions of white people? I'm like, I'm not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, like, these guys were drinking and driving and shooting while under the influence. Yeah. Like, fundamentally, I don't have a problem with hunting, mm-hmm. but, like... I think that's why they had to, like, color up how bad these guys were right. with, like, the fact that they weren't just hunting. They were also drinking and driving mm-hmm. and, like, doing it at night, which is apparently illegal. Right. Well, because, yeah, once you, when you use the spotlight, you're essentially freezing the deer so you could shoot it. So it, you're you're kind of shooting fish in a barrel at that point. Is that is that what it would be? Yeah. Like, I, I guess so. that's what happens with headlights. Yeah. Um, where they just freeze up. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, look, if you, if you eat meat, you can, like, fundamentally, you can't really have a problem with hunting. Right. Uh, as long as you're not, like, just wasting, like, doing it for sport. Right. Um, but uh, they get they get in a little trouble with the forest. <laughs> not the forest <laughs> yeah. rangers, but the forest itself. Because what, what I can only describe as an angry Groot yes. comes and- out of the woods. <laughs> People in the chat are referring it to uh, referring to it as uh, Groot's angry cousin, Groot's angry cousin, or Treebeard's like little brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, it very much uh, took some character. It reminded me of a more the, some of the more recent like character uh, comic book versions of Groot, uh, which is a little bit more intense than like the very soft version that we get in cinema. Not yeah. just Baby, but even the adult Groot is like pretty pretty like soft features. Yeah, in the comics, he's very like he sometimes is very harsh and angry looking. Right, uh, and then. Saying just saying, I am Groot, <laughs> uh, which is a great like thing. But um, <laughs> Groot reference number one: take a drink. There's this, who says that? Glug, in these glug. Cups. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I. Um, so it doesn't. They they even ask. They're like when they're trying to figure out what it is. Like, does it have a human form or does it not? And, right. And we were just talking about that. Um, so I guess it is a Japanese creature. Yes. At least in terms of, like, where it's been found historically. Yeah, so they both seem to be Japanese creatures, both the tree and the... I think they're um, symbiote, in a sense, right? And because we were just talking about Marvel, not right. that kind of symbiote. Yes. Um, but I, I in, in my mind, they were... Like, the, like the Kenosha Mobi is a... Just a facet of the... Uh, the, the Right, uh, the Jiboko, <laughs> Jiboko tree. Um, I don't know. So you, so you're saying that you feel like, um, essentially the. Uh, I, I don't know why I have a problem with the longer word, um, but the Kinshinobi, um, yeah, Kenosha, Kinoshinobi. Yep, that's what it is. Sure, the Kinoshinobi, um, the tree person. Uh, so you're saying that basically the, the main body is the Jiboko, and then uh, the Kinoshimobe um, breaks off from there and does its dirty work. So they're essentially one being. Sort of like um, the Hive Queen from Ender's Game. Okay. Um, if, if anybody uh, has read those books, like, it's, it's all one being. Um, so yeah, breaks away from it. Uh, in, in like it's completely psychically connected. It's like an arm that's just not connected to to it on a, like physically. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, or it could be like bees to a hive. I guess. In a I, sense, I don't know. I guess so. I had interpreted it as um, not them ever being like one in the same, but more as the way that those um, those bottom feeder fish will eat the scum off of the bottoms of sharks and sharks won't eat them. I feel like it's the, like they, they, they benefit one another in that, like this is a, a handy place to store bad people. And then the tree guardian gets to do his duty. Um, so like at some point they found one another, like a, this tree was just growing <laughs> up and it was like, man, I'm hungry. And then the, uh, Kino Shinome, Shinome uh, was like, yo, I got some some forest to guard. I, I need to store all these bodies I've been collecting. And they're like, hey, I have an idea. That's how I feel. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it could be anything. Like that could <laughs> well, like that could like your theory could your theory holds up. Like the the logic's there. Um I think the logic's there for mine. Uh they they don't seem really uh Settled on like figuring it out though, right? 
Um, I mean, I guess the the, ver- the the interesting thing that they want us to think about here, and Monroe is the one who brings it up when mm-hmm. they're fighting in the woods, is is it right to is it even right to stop this thing? Like, yes, it killed people, but if you're treating the forest as an entity, and if this tree is intelligent, the way that like these vests and spirits are intelligent then each one of these people was doing the tree harm right and the tr- and slowly killing it and the tree uh the the jiboko tree was defending itself via the kenosha movie yes well however i guess that's like applying the law of the jungle to um to humans though cuz yes in in nature uh, you can just you kill something that is uh, a threat, mm-hmm. whereas these humans are part of our world, so we have laws and and we require a trial and things of that sort and like p- imprisonment. So essentially, yes, on the one hand, uh, the law of nature says that it, the tree is right. Like if it is threatened, it has the right to defend itself. But the law of man demands that like these people have a chance to like be redeemed. You know, and so I feel like you can't, it's it's apples and oranges, but at the same time, like, they are trying to enforce human law. That's true. I mean, it's how do you apply the laws of man to the laws of nature? Yes. Answer Um, me that, chat. (laughs) Um, And or writers. Grumaniac says, symbiotic creatures sometimes develop from the very creature it has a symbiotic relationship with. So that's kind of in... Uh, conjunction with your theory. Yeah. I like um, uh, Amber says the Kenosha Moby was a seedling. <laughs> like, what if it, it's just a young Jacobo hmm. tree or Jiboku? Jiboku, tree. yeah. Jiboku tree. I should really write this down. <laughs> I really want to see which one of us gets our word correct. If I do the Kino Shimobe better first or you get, do Jiboku better first, <laughs> um, it's a race, bro. Get your it's linguistics own. together. It's own. Um, but I like that idea that essentially it's this this endless cycle where at a certain point a uh, Kino Shimobe becomes a Jiboku and then creates a small like that to me is probably the best uh, way that I could think of it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We will never know. Unless uh, the writers decide to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you tweet at us, writers, and let us know who's <laughs> right, what the laws are? Um, Amber Betts says law of nature is greater than the law of man. Uh, so I don't know. Man's done a lot of weird <laughs> and bad stuff recently. Uh, um, all right. So, I mean, they they eventually semi-stop it. I... Can I just say, I yeah. was so happy that Nyx picked up the axe. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't been an axe guy in a long time. Like, come on. That's the <laughs> Grimm's weapon. Uh, like, whenever they go out to fight stuff and he doesn't take an axe with him, I'm a, there's a little part of me that's disappointed. Aww. Especially when it's going to be a physical confrontation. Because, like, that's your, that's your thing, man. <laughs> like I, I have a poster from season two, like a print from Comic Con, yeah. where like Nick is just like there with an axe, and it looks badass. <laughs> no, it's great, and like that was the 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 what won the day at the end of the day. Yeah, is that sweet sweet axe? Well, when you're uh, fighting a tree. Yes. So, can we talk about how the the 
Um, the Kino Shimobe was defeated. Kino oh, you mean like one blow to the chest? Yes. Uh, I don't understand how that defeated it. When a bullet wouldn't? Right. Um, well, I can only... I... An axe is very sharp, uh, so it's cutting into it uh, in, a, in a bigger portion. Okay. But, yeah, if the axe could break it, swung by Nick, who is a grim, but, like, he's still not more powerful than a gun. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's a chance that, like, there's a, you know, there's a chance that that axe is in some way, like, charmed or, But like, we haven't established that, so I don't know that we can apply it, that. Yeah. Right? Maybe. I mean, and there's, at some point, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, um, but... Uh, oh, oh Mr. Goku Jr. says, didn't the axe have runes on it? Runes being those sweet, sweet oh. symbols. Um, so it might be a, it might be an elemental killing axe. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll need a rune laden axe to fight the other stim- symbol bringing forces. Mm. They're coming out of the tunnels. Dim runes, girl. Um, also, Grimaniac mentions that the name for Nick's axe is, uh, Labris. Labris. Yeah. Labris. Um, I'm so glad, it, th- thank you for spelling that out because I would have just pronounced it. I would have been like, Labris? <laughs> Labris? Um, one could say swinging it is Labris. Yep. Uh, that joke happened. Everyone, that joke happened. Uh, it's a, it's a good it. day. We're done. We're done. <laughs> um, but, all right. Yeah. But so. so um, there's some other. I mean, there's some fun moments in this, like in this episodic portion. Yeah. Um, there was a moment where they're like, when they find like the toxic waste or whatever it was, she was dumping the woman who got killed. Yeah, and they're like, we're gonna have to call the EPA. And I just went, good luck with that, bro. Aww. <laughs> keep your politics out of my show. <laughs> it's not gonna help. Um, they're like, she's a private enterprise, and she has every right to go about her business as she sees fit while she dumps nuclear waste into the forest. <laughs> uh, gross. Um, sorry, and we got Sassy Woo. Oh, some yeah. More Sassy Woo. Uh, where they're like, Woo, can you do this? And in that moment, I went, why the hell has Woo not been promoted to detective yet? Because <laughs> like, we cap- haven't asked that in a while. He's yeah. still a beat cop. Well, his captain is, has been parading as the mayor for a long time. Like, no one's really paying attention to who's doing a good job. They have a really bad hierarchy of uh, promotions there. I just meant, like, even before, <laughs> like, Renard, like, started going through all this. Yeah. Like, like, through all the mayor stuff. Especially before that, when he knew what Wu was doing. Yeah. You'd think he'd be like, you're a detective now, Sergeant Wu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, so, when he, so I like that he got sassy about like he's like, yeah, I'll do that for you. Uh, <laughs> allow me to tell you where they went missing because mm-hmm. I did all the work. <laughs> I I really liked the the elements of policedom in this episode specifically. I feel like lead uh, beyond the end where everyone shrugged their shoulders, um, like. They really felt like a, a cop team at the at the very beginning and throughout this episode where, you know, they're trying to calm the guy down. They're really, like, going through the motions of trying to figure out, like, if he is a crazy guy or if he was trying to murder his friend. Like, they were doing all of the, like, really intricate 
nuanced detective stuff, detective work. They were doing detective work um, and, and not just being like, this is a Vessin. Let's go murder that Vessin. It's like they were really putting in the the, the time, and I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like that was a, a, a fun epi- a fun fun episode fun, fun adventure plot, fun plot line yeah yeah uh, um, it it took up the bulk of the episode yeah um, there wasn't a lot of time spent on everything else um, but we did get some bigger hints again it's just like it's very we're very slow crawling towards the March twenty fourth yes uh, penultimate episode with whatever events is coming. Um, and Diana, and then while they're talking about this, Diana just like wakes up and she's like, something bad is happening in the other place. Mm. So yeah, so now we basically have a, a mirror verse or a mirror dimension, one might say. Yeah. Um, one might say that. One might say that. <laughs> Marvel wouldn't be happy that you said it, but <laughs> you could say it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that they're they're basically going, hey, this is not just in Juliet's head. It's like a real thing. And yeah. we know that Diana is somewhat connected to it because she was able to, like, highlight all the all the she was able to see the symbols and all that stuff. So there's some like weird triangular connection between Nick and, and Juliet or Eve and and uh, Diana. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. There is there is definitely something there. Uh, we don't know exactly what that is. Yeah. But uh, the the skull guy. Yeah. From the other side is is, and they then the characters are are getting on board with this. Clearly going after Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, or following her. Uh, the question is: Does it is it affected by Nick being there with her? Um, it like what are the factors that like why are they going after Eve? Right. Um, and what does that mean? Is it just because Eve has like seen the other side during the death grip thing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, it feels like based on the the players in this game, um, it feels like, especially it being Nick and uh, Juliet or Eve, um, Juliet. Uh, the the two people who had the most contact with the stick, um, I would say it has to be connected to that in some way, and it has to be either that or it has to be connected to the fact that like yes, she's uh, uh, Eve. I keep struggling to call her Eve. Um, <laughs> Eve has seen the other side and was essentially like cured by the stick. So maybe that combination makes her a beacon for, for the other side. That sounds right. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like it could be right. Um, there's a lot of factors here that, like, I just, I'm not sure how to absorb. Uh, like the bleeding mirror. Yes. Uh, what, do you, what do you think that means or is from? Is, it, is, this, is that hell bleeding? Like, whose blood is that, is my question. Well, it's a combination of the the hand's blood and Juliet's blood, if I remember correctly, because she was bleeding and then she bit the uh, she bit the hand and its blood kind of washed onto the mirror as well, and they both just kind of congealed. Um, so I I I don't know why it started bleeding at that moment. Maybe it was the the creature trying to come back through. 
Yeah. Because um, it was essentially obstructing his portal. Yeah, I mean, if the if the creature exists as part of the mirror verse, like more like built into it, yeah, then cutting it, like breaking the mirror, may have is like now it's bleeding via this one portal, right? Uh, and it's just like an open wound that needs to heal, kind of thing. Hmm, interesting. Um, I don't know. It's so it's interesting, and it's interesting that Diana has like her psychic abilities are like telling her something about this. Yeah. Um, and she senses that something bad is going to happen, but it's going to be, it's like, so she thinks it's in the other place, right? Yeah. Um, which, if it's happening over there, I guess the question is, how is it going to affect our world? Right. Um, really quick, Lydia, uh, Sebreros says that it's carnage. So it's, it's gotta be carnage on the other side. <laughs> uh, we've got symbiotes. We've got blood monsters. Yeah, bro, might as well. Uh, uh, I did like it that I like Monroe's reactions to all of this. Like as it gets darker, Monroe gets like sillier. Uh huh. Buddy system for the mirror. No one looks in a mirror <laughs> alone anymore. Um, that was a really cute bit between uh, Adeline and Nick. Yeah. Where he's like going to go shave, and she's like, I think you look better with the stubble, right? Yeah. All right. That's great. Yeah. Stubble it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just like, you know, if you're shaving the whole thing, I feel like you could do that by feel. Right. It's more like with guys like us, like when we have a beard and we need to clean it up, uh-huh. that's when it's hard. Yeah. They could just play oh. the mirror game. <laughs> Natalie and could just stare at each other, and she's like, "Oh no, you missed the spot." Okay, all right, did I get it? Yeah, okay, all right. See, well, it worked. I do feel like this was a, a, a missed opportunity to like really kind of placate the the Natalie fans to have like a really adorable shaving scene between them, where she where, shaves him. Yeah, <laughs> where she's just like, oh, and he's like, oh, you, 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 you cut me. And he's, she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll take care of it. <laughs> she grabs the stick and then heals him. Now I want to know. <laughs> Chat, do you, wanna, do, you, do you want to see that shaving scene? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine... And should it, Yell and Tari reenact it for you? Yeah, we could totally do that. I'll shave Yell any day. <laughs> well played. Ah, uh, well yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like it would have a different dynamic than most shaving scenes, because most of the time it's about someone of power dominating someone of lower power like you'll see in like you've seen in like what is that show Luke Cage and and Westworld and blah whatever yeah. um so it'll be but it'll be different it'll be romantic it'll be like the pottery scene but with a face got weird it's got real weird oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you're not the only one who can get weird Zach <laughs> um uh the only other big plot was um uh, Bernard. Yeah. Like, by big, I mean, existed. Um, like, he calls that woman again, who's like, gonna say, I'm gonna speak English. I'm trying to practice. <laughs> uh, and so, the symbols, as she interpreted this, she's recognized some of them, and some of them are completely unknown. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I think that this woman is supposed to be, like, very well versed in all this ancient lore kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, if it's the language of the underworld as sort of what it's implying, yeah, that means that the uh, the 
the cloth. Mm-hmm. So in S, so the cloth and the stick are now tied to this underworld, right. In some way. So what is that? How does that affect our theories on what those on what like the stick is and why it's like? Because again, like the stick was locked up, but <clears throat> it it was made accessible. Mm-hmm. So the Grims that locked it up had to think that there might be a reason that it was needed in the future. I guess so. I mean, I feel like we've known that it's in some way tied to the like the afterlife or some like otherworldly being a creature or power. Um, we've at one point theorized that its power does directly come from the 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 other side or the the underworld or something to that effect. Um, so like I feel like it just kind of adds on a layer. It doesn't necessarily like change anything. Okay. I mean yeah. that's that's how I feel. That's more I I'm more or less on the same page. Um chat let us know I I would love to know like more like what the chat like what you guys are thinking cuz we've been sort of like we've had so the this wasn't really a lot of new information. Yeah. Um, this episode, in terms of like what's going on with the overarching plot line. Yeah. So I would love to know, like, so my theories haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. I still have more or less the same insane theories right. about how Vesson everywhere will be a, be affected or not affected, or humans will be affected or not affected by whatever the event is coming on March 24th. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, let us know, because I, I want to see what ideas we could bounce off while we have some t- some time left. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and just kind of, el- not elaborate, but like piggyback off of that. Yeah. Um, we, it's, it's, I think, though we didn't get a lot of information, it was a good way of getting everyone kind of on the same page in that Diana didn't know that it was a map leading to a, a, a future date. But she she basically was like, something's going to happen, and I can feel it. And so now she is also kind of on the same page that, like, everything that they are trying... Like, the the thing that is coming up is uh, connected to what they think is going to happen. I don't think the, the team has really put it together yet. Um, and for not to jump ahead too far, but, like, from what it seems, like, the next episode we're going to get... Like kind of somewhat some form of answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be, uh, could be. Um, what does the chat have to say? Are any any cool theories coming out? Um, right now they're mostly talking about the uh, the tree, um, and how uh, basically how what the construction of it was. Uh, Grimaniac says, based on pictures that Sean Faulkner uploaded from the set, he's the season six art director, they built the tree themselves. So um, it's a practical effect, which is really interesting and cool. Um, the And, yep, that's that's mostly what's happening right now in the chat. All right, well, while we're, while we're there, uh, why don't we give uh, some shout-outs to people who have uh, left us reviews on iTunes recently? Um, cause we, like, we love when you guys do it. We haven't been able to give as much shout outs cause we've been like engrossed in the episodes recently. I have the reviews up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Great. 
but yeah, I want to thank uh, Hey Mayday 8, who said uh, I listen to a few other podcasts during the week, some of which have had uh, hosts in common with this one. Uh, but this is by far my favorite. The humor is great and the insight is amazing, and I love how well you all work together. You each bring something different to the podcast. Great job, Zach, Tari, and Yell. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you, Prodigal358. Um, uh, thank you, Nerdity Nerd Nerd. Thank you. And this is not, this is from a few weeks ago, uh-huh. but seems appropriate. Thank you, Mrs. Groot. Ah, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Great. Uh, I mean, we don't need to read all of them, but I wanted to thank all of you guys for uh, for writing reviews. And if you uh, if you want a shout out on the show, be sure to uh, to send us a review on iTunes because it does help other people find the show. It helps raise the profile of this and the entire network. So it is a big help. So thank you guys for this. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, I have a couple things from the chat. Awesome. Um, Jay of Venga says maybe all Vessen are going to die or attack the human race. Which is interesting. The Sister Grimm says maybe a portal opens every 500 years or so and turns more humans into Vessen. Interesting. Yeah. Like it multiplies Vessen out there. Right. Based on, I mean, that would be my Vessen origins I've been waiting on. It's true. And it would, it would be very much in line with what they were kind of hinting at, that like Vessen, Vessen come from the sky or they come from like the stars, which essentially could mean that the energy or the magic that creates Vessen um, essentially shoots down into people. It, like, when the portal opens, it shoots down and then ingrains itself with a, cer- a certain amount of people in humanity, which would be really cool. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Should we officially go into predictions yes, mode of course at this point? Uh, since we haven't officially done it, even though we've been predicting, per the usual, for a while. And now, you're after Buzz. All right, so I didn't get a chance to watch the preview, but I read about what next week, like the, the the synopsis for next week's episode, and it sounds like the big thing is going to be, uh, Renard is going to confront Nick about Diana mm. and the symbols, uh, which that's a big moment for them, yeah. Since they're basically in this like, like we saw him like walk behind them, like I don't care what you guys are doing, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Lover's quarrel. Uh, Joanna Bush had a very similar theory. Uh, she says that her theory is that Sean confronts Nick. Sean's Siberian friend visits. Sean calls his mom for help to protect Diana. Boom. Yeah. I'd love to see Mama Renard back. Uh, she's alive, right? <laughs> um, Pretty sure. Yeah. She's, she's alive and still hot. She's the only mom still alive. <laughs> Everybody else's mom died. I would love to have her back. Um, not just because I find her very attractive, but because she was very powerful and had and seemed to know just a bunch of stuff. So, like, if they're dealing with otherworldly figures, it would be great to have someone who uh, is probably one of the strongest hex and beasts out there, and two who could give you some insight on. Uh, on what's happening. It'd be like, you know, traveling around with someone who always rolls 20 on Arcana. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Um, but it would, I mean, <laughs> it's, she She would be good. Like, she's the right person to have, like, in terms of bringing up Diana, I, like, can't imagine that there would be someone necessarily better to, like, have. Other than, since we don't have Mama Grimm around anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad. 
<laughs> it's too bad, like, Mama Graham, like, her first, like, motherly figure that she would remember, mm-hmm. like, couldn't still be teaching her. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like if Kelly had had the chance to really raise her further, she would have, like, been much more well-adjusted. Yeah. Ooh, man. I, when is that going to come to light? When is, when are the, when is someone going to tell Diana that uh, Juliet killed, it, killed, killed Kelly? Or just tell her that that is Nick's mom. <laughs> yeah, you know. That little detail, like, you want, like, maybe you want to, like, I don't know, bond with your your like girlfriend's yeah. kid a little bit, your baby mama's other kid. Uh explain that the the woman who was raising her for the first like however many months or years of her life is your mom. Yeah. Connection right there. <laughs> uh but yeah. Um uh I'm excited for for next week's episode. Only four episodes left, you guys. Yes. Four episodes left for Grimm. Uh, and I think we're finally going to pick up pace towards, like, whatever we're going to close the season out. Yeah, with. I'd agree. Um, uh, I had one last prediction from Amanda Lorch. Do it. Um, that Eve sacrifices herself in the mirror world to bring back Nick's mother and Meisner. Hashtag paint it forward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Meisner's, Meisner's gone. No, he's just he's in gone he's, like eight times. He's in now. the mirror world. Um, I mean, that also. Uh, it, I don't know if it mentioned in your synopsis, but um, Juliet does go into the mirror world in the preview. Oh um, boy! So she smears her blood across the mirror, and then you, they, you see her putting her hand through the mirror. So it seems like, uh, and you see kind of an almost most body, like a frame of most body shot of the uh, the skull guy. Um, nice. So, I mean, we're gonna get some answers, or something's something weird's gonna happen. I uh, my money's on something weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, that's gonna do it for the Grim After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. Uh, also, be sure to check out my uh, my weekly show on our sister channel, The Popcorn Talk. Uh, this week, we reviewed Logan and talked about how uh, much we got emotional while watching it. Mm-hmm. I cried. Um, that's also why I'm wearing like an undershirt <laughs> under here. I'm not just like randomly doing it. It's because it was... It's time to talk yeah, Logan. Totally. And that's what you wear when you talk about Logan. That's right. Uh, we, but we had a lot of fun with me, Jesse Klein, and uh, Marquia McCarty of Marvel Movie News uh, getting into it and talking all about it. So uh, check that out. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the ABTV DCCW slate. That's Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, sometimes on Legends of Tomorrow. Who knows next time? (laughs) Uh, So make sure to tune in and catch me there. All right, guys. This has been the Grim After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. Bye. Thanks for geeking out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.